0: Welcome back to Sextras,
1: where we talk about sex and all the extras.
0: Yes, I'm Honey, and my fun fact is that my favorite bridge in London is Albert Bridge. <laughs> the Ooh. best bridge of all the bridges, it's undeniable. <laughs>
1: Um. Hello, guys. My name is Maria, and my fun fact is that I have nine tattoos. What? How? How do you have that many, though? So I have um one on my middle finger, then the numbers on my wrist, the moon on my forearm, chili. Oh yeah. Um, my bee, the flowers below my bee, gnocchi, <laughs> one on my ring finger and one on my ankle nice guys
0: just <laughs> so you know i named maria's tattoos so i think i deserve some yeah. credit <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah and you named my remember you named the smiley face dante <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> why because um i have a I, ha- I had a friend in first year called dante We called him Donnie and I I remember I told you that, and you thought it was so funny. And it was right after I got that tattoo. So you were like, "I've never met anyone
0: called Dante ever," but now I've met like three people called Dante all because of your (laughs) name. Okay. Well, this week we are talking about female pleasure. We are very excited clearly this is an issue (laughs) in our society that there is a gap between the frequency of female orgasms and the frequency of male orgasms and I think everyone knows this is not a surprise (laughs) we're not just (laughs) finding this out now but we do want to address this issue because I think it's still kind of surprisingly prevalent among people our age who've been sexually active for probably like a few years and even older people too so yeah it's kind of relevant to a large age range so we want to dive into that but we asked you guys for this week's segment some questions in a poll also if you're new if you're a new listener to the podcast and you don't know where to find the information for the segment, you can always find it on our Instagram. We post it like once a week on Sextra's podcast. So that's just a little bit of information if you want to interact with us there and you want to have your say in the segment.
1: So, Maria, do you want to go ahead? So the first one is Have you ever had an orgasm? And 87% of people said yes. So most people have had an orgasm. But still, 13% haven't. That's quite a lot.
0: Yeah. And this was including boys as well, right? So.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah, I feel like that makes sense then. The 13% that haven't are probably girls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my guess too, to be fair. I mean, we can check this out, but yeah, I'm guessing it's not guys. So, <laughs> then the second one is: Have you ever had an orgasm with a partner? And that was seventy nine percent yes. So gone down nearly ten percent. Okay. And that's all. This this was also including guys.
0: So. I'm glad that everyone's masturbating.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't really ask if everyone's masturbating, but I guess if.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm guessing the orgasm was. By themselves, <laughs> if it wasn't with a partner, you
1: know. <laughs> Still, twenty-two percent said no, and that's kind of crazy. Third is, have you ever had a vaginal orgasm? And forty-eight percent said yes. That's so. That was actually unexpected. I think that's, that's so, so, so much. many people. Uh huh. Because actually, in the stats. It said 80% of women in the UK don't come from penetration alone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so clearly our followers just loved it more than the (laughs) average woman, you know? (laughs) Or maybe. You know what I think is, like, because we're not really taught about the clit at school, I feel like maybe... Because when I was younger, I kind of thought the only way to masturbate was, like, fingering yourself. I didn't really realise at first that, like, clit was the main way people Mm. masturbate. So maybe this is just kind of a younger generation kind of thing. Like, they assume that fingering penetrative masturbation is the way to achieve orgasm. So then they kind of figure that out, if that makes sense. Mm. But also, I don't know, that's just completely speculating what I think, but if if all these people have had vaginal orgasms that is quite impressive because i feel like it's so uncommon mm-hmm.
1: have you had one
0: yeah i have but only recently
1: yeah same only recently it's kind of crazy yeah, so still like, though 52% no that's impressed. that's still a lot that's a lot of girls that have never had a vaginal orgasm that's more than half
0: yeah true but still almost half have yeah like I would have expected it to be way more as no but I love being surprised so (laughs) (laughs) um
1: next question do you have trouble coming with a sexual partner and 53% of people said yes and this is including men as well
0: yeah I feel like this is also something that isn't given much attention even though like we kind of are taught to value male pleasure more than female pleasure I feel like that's also kind of a double-edged sword in that then the men who have trouble pleasuring themselves or like reaching orgasm not saying that like you don't enjoy sex at all if you can't reach orgasm but like that's not really spoken about as much so I feel like that's something that needs to be brought awareness to as well like it's not just an issue with female pleasure it's also recognizing that orgasm isn't always the main goal and not always holding orgasms to such a high level of esteem because that kind of like creates loads of problems and loads of shame around people who then can't reach orgasm
1: during sex Mm. well i guess the high percentage just comes from it just proves how much it is about pressure and kind of being thrown into the cage almost (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but next question was this was just because i was curious have you ever used a sex toy and 61 percent of people said yes which i thought it was going to be lower yeah so, good
0: job to everyone yeah good on you guys and all
1: that. <laughs> have you ever hun
0: oh yes you know i have baby <laughs> oh yeah we went we went to that sex shop in
1: paris together
0: oh yeah i was blown away <laughs> i feel like i'm really intrigued by sex toys but they do kind of they're a bit threatening to me they seem a bit daunting mm. you know so i'm kind of impressed that our followers are so like out there and exploring.
1: Good job, guys. Mm. I should have asked like how many have used one by themselves and how many have used one with a partner. Cuz mm, I'm yeah. not I don't have anything against using one by myself, but I've only done it with someone like a couple times and it's just been like really I'd find it so uncomfortable. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, and I feel like we should get into that as well, mm. like translating your own pleasure into a situation yeah. with a partner and like being able to navigate that because it's so it can be so uncomfortable to bring these things to the table but we do want to talk a bit later about like communication and how to find a good level of communicating those needs and wants
1: yes and then the last one which also just was from my own curiosity i asked uh fingering versus oral sex as in for girls
0: this is because Maria's trying to prove a point to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying
1: to prove that oral sex is better than fingering. And the polls have proven it true because 66% of people voted for oral sex and 35% of people voted for fingering. That's fair. I know I'm not
0: the sole opinion in the world and I just don't love oral. But I do get why people do. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just don't like them being all
1: the way down there i'm like
0: i'd rather a bit of combination you know
1: yeah I see what you mean. <laughs> that's fair enough. but then you can 69 i don't really like 69 <sighs> i kind of rate 69 but not always i would just prefer to like lay there and be ple- like be pleased
0: are you a giver or
1: a receiver <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like, I would say give her because my favourite part is, like, the other person being happy, you know? But, do I give or receive more? Definitely receive.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100%. I feel like, in my mind, I'm pretty equal. My boyfriend would probably disagree, but I actually kind of think that's unfair because... <laughs> I mean, I'm literally just having, like, a hypothetical (laughs) debate with my boyfriend saying that I'm something. But I don't know if he would say that, but I do think he would. Yeah, maybe I do receive more, but I think maybe that's, like, something to do with girls as well. Like, I do think there is something inherent in... The division of sexual labor, if you want to call it that. Like, I don't know what else to call it, but Mm. like, obviously, not that it's labor because that's a horrible word to use for sex. But like, (laughs) because it takes women longer to reach orgasm than it does for men, because the female anatomy is way more complex than. They kind of do need to receive more attention during sex. I think that gives women, like, a bad name or, like, kind of puts a lot of pressure on men, which might also be a problem with them, I don't know, reaching their orgasm. But, yeah, I don't know, it's kind of interesting to think about because also there is that expectation with men and with women that, like, the men will kind of just show up and do all the work and the woman will just lie there. And a lot of guys and a lot of girls are really into that. But then maybe it is more based on like biology than we think maybe there's no free will (laughs) maybe everything is biologically determined for us and we just all think we're so unique and like have our own kinks and like preferences but actually it's our anatomy
1: well anyway without getting too abstract and going back to like what we were saying (laughs) that um yeah i do agree that a lot of the time it is sort of like oh the guy will do all the work the guy will do all the work and stuff and that can add so much pressure to the guy but then also i feel like that's also why then a lot of guys kind of when he comes, it's over, kind of vibe. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but I also do think that is like a biological thing as well. Like that is just how guys work.
1: But is it? I I feel like it's a bit mean to do that to say that generalization because I'm have like my boyfriend's voice in my head saying like Yeah, but it's not all guys," which is so it's annoying. But it is true because my I know my boyfriend yeah, loves giving fair. so much more than I love giving, and like he'll always wanna yeah, same make with me come. Uh, But back to the biological thing as well, though, actually, just thinking about my dynamic, I come a lot more than my boyfriend is coming. But that's because guys just physically can't come as much as women.
0: And I think that's also another thing with women receiving loads is that some guys are really into like making sure that women have multiple orgasms and some guys are really into giving pleasure, which... I'm not trying to say, that's not what I was trying to say before. Like, yeah, I do think that is a large proportion of men. But then it also is kind of difficult to understand which one is giving more, which one is receiving.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do think that there needs to be some sort of reframing of, yeah, there should be more emphasis in sort of, like, giving, quote unquote, to women outside of just, like, dick and vagina. Because it is literally proven that women need more stimulation yeah. in more places and for longer time. Like, it's literally proven in the studies that we were looking for the polls. There was this one that was comparing the percentage with just intercourse, with just penetration, and how many women come from just that, to how many women come from like, penetration and fingering and like clitoris- clitoral stimulation and oral sex. And if you, like, the more things you added together, the more sexual acts you added, yeah. the higher the percentage got. So I think that there do, yeah. there does need to be some reframing of, okay, the guy's going to need to do a little bit more work to get the girl there, because otherwise sex will just end. Like, he comes and then it ends. And I get that, because I do understand that after you come, it's like, you're not really horny anymore. Like, I understand maybe not wanting to, like, make... The girl come after, but then it's like just do it before when everyone's still horny. The girl gets her orgasm. The girl can still keep going. Therefore, then you can have sex and you can get yours. You know what I mean? I think that's the best way to go.
0: Okay, so then what about? Because now I'm thinking that like maybe the way we like the ideas that we have around division of sexual labor, maybe that just also brings a lot of like complacency to the way girls view sex because they kind of do see it as and I'm not saying this is women's fault it is very much as a result of the patriarchy and them like suppressing female sexuality but because women have this expectation that the guy will show up then they kind of don't then make their own efforts to understand what they really like and then they kind of can't bring the same level of energy and excitement to the bedroom so it is kind of putting pressure on the men and meaning that women aren't maybe being as fulfilled sexually as they might want to be because they just don't have this idea that they even should be looking for how to please themselves because Mm. it's not something that we're taught from a young age, whereas it is more taught to men, I think, from a young age and during sex education and stuff as well.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think girls should go into... Because, okay, I always say how, like, oh, the guy does most of the work anyway. And what I mean by that is, like, physically, the physical activity that he is doing is probably more than me. Because he's doing, mm, like, yeah, the definitely thrusts. More you know what I mean? That's kind of what I mean by doing the work. But there's this whole other side of it, of, like, doing the work, quote-unquote, in which I think girls are expecting guys to give them orgasms, and guys are expecting girls to give them orgasms, but people should start reframing it more and like I'm gonna give myself an orgasm in this whole equation like no one's gonna give it to you you have to sort of make it happen and I feel like girls instead of being like oh yeah but the guy's doing all the work so I just have to lay back and like you know be submissive like retreat into this role of submission and kind of letting the guy do everything I understand that and I'm not saying like change that but more in your mind be like okay but what am I doing in this in a more, like, sexual, like, internal level <laughs> do you know what I-, I feel like i'm making it sound like no you show up and you're having like
0: an active role in the sex it's mm. not like you're showing up and you're like regardless of whether you're submissive or dominant or whatever you are in the bedroom you're still showing up as an individual to have sex with another individual so you both have to bring the same level and whether like the same level of energy and whether that energy goes into you being submissive or dominant you're still in charge and owning your ability to come and making sure that that happens for yourself so even if you because I do think that there is also some complacency around girls being like oh but he didn't make me come and it's like okay well then make yourself come you know like
2: finger yourself
0: or rub your clit while Mm. you're having sex and I do think the issues with women not being able to understand that they can do that in the bedroom and thinking that they have to always just lie there and like look pretty and please the man and what the man expects from them and rubbing their clit to fulfill their own desires in the bedroom might not fulfill that because then there's this idea that men have of what women should be like during sex and that is very much framed through their own expectations and I'm not saying that women don't have that too but then I think that women kind of internalise that and then instead of trying to make themselves enjoy the situation more by rubbing their clit or doing whatever they have to do to achieve orgasm it is more difficult for women to ask Is this something that you would enjoy? Or even just make that step regardless of whether or not the man is definitely going to turn around and be like, oh, please don't do that because I'm offended. Because I'm not trying to say that that's what men are like because I think that is just what women think men are like, Mm. but that's not necessarily what they are like. And so then how do we bridge that gap with communication and finding out what you like and finding out what the other person likes and then being able to bring those two things together during sex with a partner Mm. so maybe should we talk a bit about how to actually even find out what you like in the first place and then how to like translate that into Mm. sex I would say firstly masturbation obviously is a very important thing I feel like there's a lot of shame around like masturbation for girls but just kind of even looking at your vagina Mm. in the mirror understanding the anatomy finding where your clit is and like just giving it a little feel kind of seeing what feels good and then you can like try out different ways yeah well I feel like
1: all the different ways. Like, let's say a lot of girls often think, oh, let's try masturbating and stuff. So then they just start, like, sticking their fingers up into the hole. And then it's like, oh, it's not working. Like, I don't know why I'm not coming. I feel like first you need to sort of, as you said, I feel like the first step needs to be the mirror. Sort of like, look at what you've got. Look at how much stuff there actually is. Because I feel like it's it's really easy to just think that it's a hole and that something goes in. And then sort of after yeah. looking at it like you need to understand that there's so many nerve endings like all over your vulva and your clit is not just like the little circle
0: yeah not just the mm-hmm. gland it extends it, like, like all extends. around so
1: I feel like when we say like "Ah, oh, play around like see what feels good it's not really just like oh stick things up there and like put go in and out and in and out and see what clicks it's more like literally feel around everywhere like every little crevice every little gap like different intensity different speeds um and like different directions mm -hmm. and another big thing another big thing I want to say is also that sometimes the clit is really sensitive so I think a lot of the time girls and guys when they're like with girls and guys when they're having sex with girls um will find the clit and then just like poke it and rub it or you know what I mean like come in direct contact with it and think that that's gonna make something pop when it's so sensitive that like sometimes even going like on top or below or around the clit can feel a lot better or if you're finding that like really intense super sensitive feeling I feel like going on top of or, or around can feel a lot yeah, better on, sometimes. there's a
0: Like there's a hood over your clit. So instead of directly touching the clit, you can kind of use the hood as like a little shield mm. and kind of don't go all in with super intense pressure straight away. Kind of start a bit softer. Yeah.
1: And another thing I feel is important to note is that it's a lot about rhythm as well so it ended yeah. about like regularity so like don't be like changing things up all the time don't be like going up and down and then round and then like expect something to happen like stick with one motion and sort of let that build yeah. and be really patient like you kind of need to be like okay let's just see what happens let's actually listen to my body and see how I'm responding to like certain bits and like certain movements and really just like try to tune in on what you're actually feeling rather than being like okay let's like let's make this happen let's go go go
0: yeah like be super relaxed put yourself in a nice situation not like oh i'm worried my parents are gonna come home because even that little stress in your mind will kind of stop any enjoyment from happening you kind of need to put yourself in a nice setting a nice environment make yourself feel really nice and sexy and Mm about yourself and then that's kind of when you can start and also I was gonna say with not getting super excited if you feel like you're gonna come for girls it is a big thing that you need to carry on doing the thing that you were gonna do in order to come so don't get all excited thinking oh I'm about to come and then start like going super hard on it like you need to just carry on through and yeah. breathing is a big part of it too deep breathing
1: mm-hmm. for sure I will sometimes like things that I think of when I'm masturbating or like things that I do on myself or whatever I will if it makes me like feel really good or like I come really hot or whatever and I'm kind of thinking like oh this is something that like maybe I would want to incorporate into my actual sex life with my boyfriend yeah I sort of try it a few more times like went by myself and like see how that feels so I can feel like the courage to, I don't know, like do it during sex or like bring it up during sex. I I find that helps with dirty talk if anyone's like really embarrassed of dirty talk. Like it sounds really dumb, but do it by yourself and then (laughs) like see how it sounds (laughs) and how you feel saying it. And it will be easier to say it with someone. But I feel like it works like that with a lot of things, like try it yourself, see how you feel, like get confident and then maybe try it or, like, get your partner to try it.
0: Yeah. And I think as well, what you were saying about, like, with dirty talk, I think a big thing that prevents female pleasure is that women are just naturally a lot more worried about doing something wrong. Mm. I think my experience and your experience and the experiences that we have heard can really testify to the fact that guys don't feel that sense of shame. Like, they will literally do anything <laughs> i.e. masturbating to porn while losing your virginity (laughs) at a house party you know like they just don't feel that shame whereas girls definitely feel more shame around they don't want to say something wrong they don't want to do something wrong during sex but you can't know what feels good for you to say or to do without trying out yourself first Mm. should we talk a bit about porn as well
1: do you watch porn hun?
0: I just don't like porn it makes me feel dirty in a bad way it makes me feel like it goes against everything I believe and I just feel horrible about myself if I look at porn I don't like it it's too difficult there's too many choices I just think about like how badly the women are probably treated and paid and why they're in that situation and I just overthink it too much. <laughs> but if you do want to watch porn after everything I just said, I would advise you to do that after you kind of start experimenting with your own body. Don't use it to facilitate you starting that. I think it needs to be kind of an after thought kind of thing if you need it later on or like if you want i you should never need porn but if you want to watch it at some point then maybe kind of ease your way in but then also yeah do that with caution don't do that and think that you have to come straight away because that's what the girls in porn do and i think that that can also create a lot more pressure if you're already having trouble Mm. with that kind of thing
1: yeah I was sort of trying to think what I think of porn, and I just don't have a very strong opinion on it. Like, I've never been super into it, and I've never really been against it. And I just think, in my head, I find it so easy to differentiate, like, this is fake, and this is real, and, like, what sort of to take from porn and what to discard, and I think we have to get better at that. I think that there is there is some... um there's like a lot of good that you can take from porn as in I think that it can be helpful in like I don't know thinking of new positions or like what kind of noises do I want to make and like what do you think do I think will be hot and not in a like oh this is what I have to do kind of way more in like ideas (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah you
0: can kind of sort through
1: the options Mm. and I think as long as you look at it in that way you're watching it for educational purposes quote-unquote in that way rather than like basing your life around it you have to have some sort of reality of what um women are actually like and what men are actually like because um i think it's harmful both ways but i think you just have to be smart like and I do think that people are smart and getting a lot smarter because also it's been such a thing now that everyone's constantly saying how porn sets unrealistic expectations. And I feel like it's something that people more and more are starting to understand so people can look at it a lot more rationally, really. And yeah. l- logically, like it's, it's not really about reality. It's about painting this fantasy of, you know? So I feel like if you just look yeah. at it in a smart way... It can be helpful and I, but I do think that watching it a lot and like expecting what you see in porn to happen in real life is not it. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, so then what about if you discover these things about yourself on your pleasure, enlightenment, journey (laughs) you discover you like a certain thing while you're masturbating or you watch something in porn and you're like oh I'd really like to try that with my partner maybe that's realistic because I think that's also important being like realistically is my partner gonna agree to this you know. (laughs) (laughs) So then how do you translate that in conversation? Do you do it during sex? Do you do it outside of sex? Do you have any kind of tips?
1: Yeah, I mean, the way I sort of approach it is, well, first of all, I think it's kind of quite important to do it not in sort of like a sexual setting, like not when you're in bed and like just had sex or whatever. It has to be sort of a detached situation because then you can talk about it really objectively and it's not so like... In the moment of like, oh, am I going to disappoint them? Am I going to weird them out? Do you know what I mean? It's It has to be yeah, separate. like ruining the mood. Uh-huh. So then I would just say it. What I usually do is kind of just say it casually in more of a like, oh, you know what it would be hot? Like, I feel like this would be really hot. Or I'd even say something like, oh, literally the other day when I was masturbating, I thought of, like of this and I feel like we should try it. I feel like it'd be quite hot. And then just sort of see how they react and then you can probably implement it. But I am thinking like for people that would find it really embarrassing to even say that. um, I think you
0: can kind of hint about it. Like even if it's something that's happened during sex that you really enjoyed and you kind of want to get it into their heads that that was something you really enjoyed, Mm. you can slyly say oh, I really liked that when you did that and leave out the things that you didn't like. So then it's kind of like over time affirmation that that was a good thing and then that will get into their heads Mm, you know 100% And you don't have to outright say stuff or maybe in just in sex make more noise when they're doing something that they really like not saying that that is how you should have to communicate Mm. that but I do think that is a way that you can do it if you're afraid to have those conversations outside of sex
1: yeah I feel like another good way to just sort of normalize that is like just talk about your like the sex you're having with whoever you're having it in random casual moments and in, in not a serious way it can just be like oh yeah the other day that was really fun or like i don't know just mention sort of the sex outside of the sex <laughs> and yeah. then
0: and i think that can be a tip for guys too so. yeah,
1: yeah yeah no yeah for everyone i think like men just talk about it in a casual way so then when you do have something to bring up it won't be like as weird or you can even like put it into the those conversations that you're having about the sex life um just casually and yeah yeah or even for guys
0: who are sleeping with girls who they can kind of tell on that into communicating around sex maybe a good way to start that communication is to be like oh i really liked it I thought it kind of seemed like you really liked it when I did that the other day because people have done that with me in the past and I think I'm really trying to get better at communicating about sex and everything in general Mm. but someone has done that to me in the past and at first I was kind of like oh like taken aback that they're talking about sex just randomly in the day but then when it happens once it kind of is like you open up this door for it to be able to happen more naturally and it's not awkward anymore so I think that's quite a good way of going about it yeah and also with hookups as well like if you if you're hooking up with someone from a dating app or something you can literally just text them before you go and be like hey what are you into if you don't want to have that conversation in person yeah Simple. that's
1: true that's really true I hadn't thought of that and also, I feel like just keeping an open mind in general with the person you're with, like being open to trying things that they like, and therefore yeah. that will make you feel like more open to share the things that you like, and yeah. you you can learn a lot more about each other and sort of go on your merry way to mutual orgasms. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it's very easy for people to build up an idea of what they think is going to happen in a certain situation in their head like expecting that someone will react negatively in terms of bringing something new to the table but you know if you don't ask then you don't get Mm. so if you want it that badly or if you want it even a bit (laughs) you've got to put yourself out there and vulnerability is important. I'm only starting to realise this and I'm like 20. You have to be vulnerable with people around you because then that leads them to be more vulnerable with you too and it's just a way nicer environment and it's been proven that it leads to better teaching better parenting better relationships better workplace relationships so it's a good skill to transfer to your whole life Mm. which is crazy because everyone paints vulnerability out as this horrible negative thing but it's not try it out and you'll see
1: i feel like it's also (laughs) important to like think about it if if you're having sex with someone you will be so much more into it if they're into it and realistically like you want them to have a good time and you have to remember that's how they feel about you i think instead of feeling like a burden or like oh like he's been down there for so long i feel so bad it's like no girls just take longer to come it's just a fact and you just need to accept that and understand that and know that the person you're with also understands that and they're not like oh what a fucking bitch like they also want to make you happy. So, yeah, don't put so much pressure on yourself and don't put pressure on them either to make you come. As as we were saying before, the orgasm is like it has to happen like it's a thing that happens together, not that someone gives you. Yeah.
0: And it's not always something that should be in your mind throughout the whole thing like live in the moment during sex and maybe it will just happen without you even having to think about it don't be thinking the whole time oh i have to orgasm that's the goal that's the goal that's the goal no just enjoy Mm. touching them and enjoy feeling them touch you you know
1: yeah and also girls you know know your worth like if a guy if you're sleeping with a guy and he's just not really doing much and just sort of getting his nut and then leaving and just doesn't give a fuck about you then maybe you just shouldn't be sleeping with that guy like there are plenty of guys that will care about you coming and don't feel like you're asking for too much or you're asking for something you don't deserve because you're really not and the the person you're sleeping with should be trying to make you feel good not just them yeah for sure and
0: if you bring something up like what we were saying and they're just really not willing to budge and that prevents you from doing it more that's also a sign that you should not be sleeping with that person you know unless it's like something that is kind of out there like anal and they put their foot down you should leave them alone like just take the answer and be like no but if it is something as fundamental as your own pleasure and making you come then that is another thing completely yeah. we asked some of our fellow females to <laughs> kind of share a little bit of their own experiences with orgasming and finding out about their own pleasure so we asked our friend sam and she sent us
2: a voice note so
0: here here it is. is
2: hey sextras listeners my experience with having an orgasm is one that i think lots of people can relate to so i wanted to share it with you all for years despite masturbating hooking up with guys and reading articles from cosmopolitan the orgasms i was having were satisfying but didn't give me that full body sweet relief feeling that people raved about Spoiler alert, because they weren't orgasms. I always assumed I was just someone who A, couldn't have powerful orgasms, or B, couldn't have them at all. I never felt that I lied to a partner about finishing, which I know is a huge source of insecurity for a lot of people, because at the time, that's what I thought an orgasm was supposed to feel like. And having not experienced anything different, plus the total taboo around masturbation, especially for young girls, how could I have known anything different? It wasn't until the big old age of 18 when my boyfriend at the time was going down on me for a while and BAM! I finally knew that was how it was supposed to feel like. After that, it only happened a few times because I still didn't know what worked for me, so how could he? But it felt like a good start. Enter the Satisfier Pro Vibrator. I used this thing multiple times every day for a week when I got it. In different positions, speeds, settings, just getting to know my body and what felt good. And sure enough, I can now finally give myself awesome orgasms. I'm almost 20 and still figuring out how to do it without the vibrator, but I'm getting there. And I can tell my new partner exactly what I enjoy. And he gets it right every time. The main thing that stopped me was probably my own lack of patience. So talk to your friends, read things online, use porn, but not to set up any false expectations, but more just to figure out new techniques because you never know what might work for you. Above all, just be patient. Be patient when you're masturbating, be patient when you're with a new partner, and be patient with your body. Maybe those first 18 years of my life was just my body getting ready so that I could have the best orgasm possible because I can tell you the wait was definitely worth it. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank for you so much. That. I hope that was helpful
0: to people to hear a few more experiences. And now we're also just going to have a short section to end the episode
1: where we talk to our friend. Let's talk to our friend, Vio
0: welcome hello thanks for having me here (laughs) you're welcome thank you for coming i'm your biggest fan yes she actually is our biggest fan (laughs) everyone needs to take violetta's example do Um. you want to say your fun fact introduce yourself i'm violetta i'm 20 years old my fun fact is that
3: I
1: have lived in four different countries. Wow. wow, that is a very fun fact. You're so international, crazy. That's actually quite interesting. Yeah, what much more
0: interesting <laughs> than your <laughs> fun fact. And I also
3: love low pony. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is so... I know, everyone's been saying I have really bad fun facts. I'll try to get it better. I'm sorry, guys.
0: Step up your game, you boring
1: <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but anyway, so, Vio, do you want to tell us a little bit about, like, your um orgasm journey? <laughs> so, basically, I didn't
3: masturbate or do anything until I was... 18 basically 9 actually 19 I didn't have my first orgasm until like last year when I was 19
1: <gasps> why why didn't you sorry can i ask how come you didn't was it like shame or you just didn't want to like why why i don't really know it
3: wasn't really shame i think i when all my friends like when you guys started doing this like masturbating or like when you first got your first girlfriend and like finished and told me about it and stuff I thought like fingering was just like shoving your fingers off your vagina. And I tried that. And I also tried watching porn and I thought it was disgusting. And then I tried fingering myself and it really wasn't that pleasant. It was like fine, but it didn't do anything for me. And then I just kind of was just convinced that I just couldn't come. I, would, I just put it off. I was like, oh, I'm not going to bother trying. It's just embarrassing. Like, not in terms of shame, just like, I can't do it. So why should I try? My anatomy doesn't let me do this. Mm. And then my current boyfriend kind of encouraged me to try he was like it's gonna really help us like then you can teach me how to give you more pleasure and I think that kind of knowing that he wanted me to do it as well and we would both benefit as a relationship and he was like very comfortable with talking to me about these things made me feel very comfortable doing it and i managed to that's so good orgasm i love yeah, that it's quite cute i told oh, him he was the first person i told actually i might have Snapchat-ed with you guys before saying that i orgasmed but i'm not sure i think i told him first just being like
0: "Yo, yeah, i did it it's quite cute oh that yeah. is so cute i wish more guys were like that's so cute
2: encouraging and, and- yeah
0: I mean, not that, like, anyone that we're with isn't encouraging, but I wish that it was more just, like, of a common thing for people That it was, like, the norm,
3: not the exception. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, it's kind of a rare thing when you find a guy who's really patient and really nice. Yeah, and and
3: vocal about wanting to help you in your own journey as well. Because it is kind of a journey for each girl. It's not... You can't expect a guy to be able to do anything until you yourself... Are fully comfortable doing it to yourself and knowing mm. how your own body works it's unfair to expect because I, I used to be like oh it's fine a guy will just come and they'll do it like
0: yeah like it's like a magical yeah thing like that they'll, they'll have
3: the power to be able like oh yeah they'll be so much better they can see what they're doing i can't even look like i can't <laughs> see what i'm doing i can't lick myself you know <laughs> like i thought they had just like power um but they i mean they do they're kind of cool but um, <laughs> like <laughs> At the end of the day, you need to know what you're doing first, and be open to communicate that with them, and they have to be open to learn, which is the important thing on their side.
1: Yeah. So, how did you go about learning what works for you? Like, if you tried masturbating before and it didn't really go well, like how? What was the difference in the approach that made the that made it you sounds count? Sounds so stupid, but
3: I was just kind of after me and my boyfriend had had that conversation, I went home and I just opened YouTube and I was like how to masturbate girl edition or something and I watched this really annoying American YouTuber being like, Hi guys, like you just have to do the certain things with your fingers and like do this and then you take a little break and then you go harder and then like she kind of explained what you had to do in like a very methodical way and she was like, Yeah just keep going, it'll happen, just go at it. And I just did what she said and it worked. It was kind of like out of the blue. I didn't i knew i had finished because i had thought i had finished before but it really wasn't it was good but it just wasn't what it was (laughs) yeah i i yeah and then i i knew at that moment that it was and then the sec the next a few days later i tried it again and i managed to do it again and it was even better than the first time and then i was like oh shit i think i've i've got the game going like i know what i'm doing now yes very cool. yeah so it was a youtube video basically that taught me how <laughs> to do it and like reading some random shit online mm. yeah.
0: do you think like during the time that you couldn't come you kind of built up shame in your head or like Built up this kind of disappointment with yourself, and like you kind of like gave up, and you were like, "Oh, mm. it's not gonna happen." Because for me, that's kind of what happened at first too. Yeah,
3: definitely. I remember talking to you about it when we were like 15 16 and we were just kind of our bonding thing was like, "Oh, yeah, we can't. Like, we don't masturbate. We can't come." <laughs> like, yeah. This and then you betrayed me and managed to figure your own body out, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" Now, honey, can do this. And then yeah, so I kind of felt like i boxed myself into the category of that i don't know what the the stat is but there's like 15 percent of girls can't ever finish because their clit is too far away from something Mm, and it's like meant to be this anatomical thing which i'm sure it is for some women and i'm very sorry like it's it's sad but i kind of put myself in that box and was like nah there's no point in even trying i can just enjoy like i love sex without coming which i do i do love yeah sex yeah
0: <laughs> i feel like orgasming is held on such a high yeah level. i like, used to
3: get even angry all my friends would always be like Oh you guys it <laughs> would always be like it's all our fault yeah saying that it was just this like insane thing and like you would know like, Maria would be like no no like once you know you you know and I would get so angry I was like (laughs) shut the fuck up like I it's it's not gonna happen (laughs) and then it happened but I knew once I knew knew. (laughs) Um, but it kind of I do think it's bad to see it as like this end product or like that you Mm. have to come when you have sex or like it Mm. has to be like Oh, first the girl comes and the guy comes and she's lucky she gets to come talk Like Yeah. It shouldn't be like,
0: that methodical. I feel like it's expected as well that it's such an easy thing. So then when it's not, it's like, Well, I have to reach this thing. Yeah. And it's because it's unattainable that you're like, Oh, I wanna reach it, I wanna reach it, I have to get there But then even all of that, like wanting Makes it like, worse. Oh it adds yeah. more pressure to your mind. Definitely. So you're kind of stuck in this cycle.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I- Actually, sorry to bring it away from female pre pl- uh, female pleasure, but I just remembered like that makes so much sense because ever since um my boyfriend was able to make me come like vaginally, now when we have sex, he just like sometimes would take so long to come. And it's because he was so focused on making me come <laughs> that he was um. like, like, it not, it's not going to happen. And I guess it's kind of like the same on yourself. If you're like, I have to come, then it's just not going to happen because you're so focused. You know what I mean? On like, you get stressed thing. about it. You just keep thinking. And that just mm. is so counterproductive. And then when I noticed that that was happening it would make me, like, feel so pressured to come because then I would feel like, oh, like, then he can't come until I come. So, like, I have to, like, get this over and done with. And then and then I, I found it so much harder to come. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I feel like when you feel like you're close as well, you're, like, in your head about it and you're like, okay, yeah. well, now it's going to happen. Now it's going to happen. And then it doesn't happen and then you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I still have to make it happen. It's like a competition with yourself, but also... Not with the other person, but it's kind of like
1: you're both self-destructive in your expectations. Yeah. So, Vi, after you sort of realised how to come and you could do it in yourself, how did you incorporate that into your sex life? So because I did it with my boyfriend, that's how I got into it. I
3: kind of went straight back to him and we talked about it and I taught him how to do... Well, I just taught him what, what works for me. And then we kind of started incorporating it by me touching myself during sex, which I think is something that people don't really, mm. well, I didn't know girls could do, not that they can't do, but like I didn't know it was a common thing to do to just like stimulate your own clip whilst you're having sex. So I started doing that, and that was like the first orgasm I had with him. And then from that, I've had a couple of vagina ones without touching <laughs> myself, which were kind of sick. Crazy. Once we came together.
1: at the same time and that was kind of crazy my boyfriend and i have done that it's so exciting (laughs) we get so excited (laughs) yeah it's like an out
3: of body experience (laughs) and it happened like
0: it was so cool again i feel like it's important that you're both excited like when you were saying how you know like that you wanted to be able to have control over yourself like it kind of brings another level of excitement to it so both people are kind of like you're excited yeah. together and I think <laughs> it makes it better. Yeah, I think it
3: just, it makes his experience a lot better too if yeah. I finish because it's like, I don't know, I, I feel like it feels kind of weird if someone, if you finish and then you're waiting for the other person and it's like, are you <laughs> using that? Like, you know what I mean? It's just kind of weird. You don't yeah. want that
0: kind of vibe. I feel like you feel, you feel both. Powerful and like super Eatful at the same time I don't know how it works but like you know when you make someone else come And then you come and you're like Wow I'm so powerful like, yeah. I just made myself and this other person Come and like we're so And you're both just so yeah. happy you're like In the same feelings. <laughs> yeah <laughs> That post not <laughs> <laughs> That post <Stop>. not Hello <laughs> great journey very nice journey so would you have any advice for people who have a similar kind of situation or problem
3: um i feel like definitely don't think that there's any pressure to make like manage to get to that orgasm that everyone talks about like i feel like sometimes the pressure makes you become more in denial and think like Mm. oh i need an excuse for not being involved in this chat like that, what I was saying, how you just say, Oh, I can't do it, and so then you stop doing it. So just kind of don't feel that pressure if you do. I don't know, talk to your friends about it, just explore yourself, but also don't feel that, pressure <laughs> that you have to explore yourself, if you get what I mean.
0: Yeah, like it has to be on your own terms. Yeah,
3: and if you need help from someone, like if having a boyfriend or having a best friend that you can really talk to about these things is what you need, then you can wait until that kind of. Person that you're confident around comes as well. You don't have to obviously to first, and also use YouTube. That's pretty good. <laughs> They've got some pretty good tips. I feel like the internet's just so good at giving tips. Too
0: so like you have to really deep dive.
1: No, you really don't.
3: no nah, just type how to make myself orgasm. Yeah, you really don't. The first video does the job. Nice. It's like if you t- yeah, there's so many good or like on Google yeah. how to give oral sex if you want to, like, know how your body works. The first, there's, like, a Cosmopolitan article, the first one, and it has, like, 20 tips, and they all seem so sexy, like, I uh, want to try them. Cosmo always <laughs> has <have> that <laughs> shit down. <laughs> yeah, that's so good, and it's the first one that comes up. So I feel like all guys should look that up, yeah. all girls that want to please other girls, but, you know, just look that shit up. to Get that
1: research down. My boyfriend and I sometimes, as a joke, we're, like... <laughs> we'll just be like oh great blowjob tips great like head tips (laughs) and then we'll like one time we were like reading through (laughs) wiki how or something and like it was just all a joke but then it ended up we actually ended up finding out some shit and like tried it and it was really good (laughs) so yeah Yeah, some (laughs) wiki
3: how is the
0: (laughs) shit actually this is a perfect segue into (laughs) our final section of the podcast which is where we are going to discuss something that we saw on the internet this week and this week i watched the goop (laughs) documentary (laughs) on netflix i'm so behind it came out like over a year ago I listened to podcasts about the documentary <laughs> before I watched the documentary. <laughs> but the only episode that I actually did watch at the time was the one about female pleasure, which I just rewatched today as well. Would recommend. But they're kind of talking about the same kind of topic, but they basically meet with this woman who gives classes on how to on how women can achieve orgasm. And she came up with this whole theory in, like, the 1970s, 1980s. And she teaches it to people. And she teaches the anatomy of the vagina and, like, claiming the fuck for yourself. Like, (laughs) basically just taking it into your own hands rather than, like, what you were saying, kind of seeing it as this magical thing that guys can give to you. And like it's really interesting what they were saying. They give really good statistics about like insecurity around vaginas and how that affects ability to orgasm, and how like most women don't even know that the vagina or like what we refer to as the vagina is actually the vulva and like how the clitoris extends inside your body. I feel like in school they always show the diagram of the penis and the vagina and then the penis is like all the little things and like who gives a shit about the fucking like I don't know, no one cares about the anatomy of the penis, like, it's just a penis, the tip is sensitive, you put it in, like, they come straight away. No problem. I mean, some people have problems, I'm not trying to invalidate your experience, but it's not as no, common as what learn I'm about saying. both in great detail. Yeah, but then they show the vagina, and then it's just, like, an a arrow hole. pointing <laughs> to the hole, and they're like, vagina. So, most women don't even, like, recognise, you know, like, the mm. different...
3: I think even in school, like the diagrams you get given for the female, like when they have like the penis and then the female organs, you just get, you know, that one of the uterus and it like goes down and it's like a little V.
0: Yeah. And you always
3: see that one, but you never see the actual vulva.
0: Yeah, true. So it's like not teaching men or women about the anatomy of the vagina because I feel like the penis is just quite a simple thing. Like, there's, it's not very complex, there's not much to it. You can look at it and be like, yeah, I know what that does, I know where that goes. But, like, you don't look at a vagina and be like, hmm, yes, I know exactly what to do with this.
3: Yeah, for sure. I'm so lucky I'm a girl. And I'm straight.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes so it so, so easy. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, so those were just some things we saw on the internet this week. and. We hope you guys found this enlightening. Enlightening. and Pleasing. Maybe if you relate to this, you got a little bit of advice or you feel more seen and heard by Violetta's experience and our experiences and our conversation. And thank you for joining us. Thank you. i was just going to say, have a wank! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the... Closing borders. (laughs) Make sure you have a wank tonight. (laughs) Or this morning, whenever you want, right?
3: Are you a morning wanker? That's a good poll question. Are you a morning wanker or a night wanker?
0: Or a midday wanker? (laughs) Or an all time wanker? All time. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Sextras Podcast. You can also like our page on Facebook called Sextras Podcast. You can rate (laughs) us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. And we are also now on Amazon Music, which is very exciting. (laughs) And yeah, we hope we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.
3: You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodetiyi. Produced by Mabel Productions.